welcome to the Ski Racing Podcast with me, Ed Drake, for a very special episode with Marcus Waldner, who is the race director of the Men's World Cup for Fizz. Uh, we're talking all things COVID, as well as the new schedule, spectators, prize money, fluoro wax, uh, tough calls for the ref, and how ski racing is not fair. This is not one to miss. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. How has your summer been? What did you get up to in the off-season? Uh, this was uh, a tough summer, I have to tell you. Yeah, so since uh, the spring meeting, we never stopped actually. You know, we had very close contact with the organizers uh, because the situation was very uncertain and so, but we keep on uh, uh, this contact, regular contact with all the organizers yeah? online, of course, because we yeah. could not travel. Yeah. yeah. And actually, we started traveling uh, very late, uh, like uh, end of July, but just uh, visiting these this, uh, new sites, you know, and uh, sites where they had some work to do, you know, terrain movement and so on. Eh? Yeah. And then, for sure, basically, basically, we were focused on the organize of the early season, you know, like uh, North America tour, because... This was uh, very challenging, you know, we had the feeling that it will be critical to go there, but uh, we do need uh, to make an earlier decision uh, because yeah, yeah. we had the deadline September 30, but with North America, Canada and Colorado and also on the ladies side with Killington, we agreed that we will decide middle of August already. Uh, so we had really intensive meeting and and uh, like two three meeting on every week and then yes we made this uh, decision this call on middle of uh, august i think it was the right decision yeah? actually the process how we reached to come to this point to this final decision was very smooth yeah? and and the organizer did an amazing job also you know internally working on protocols and so yeah. so actually Internally, they were ready, eh? same as here in Sölden and so, for example. But the biggest issue and the argument why we cancelled then was uh, due to travel restriction, the risk, uh, not allowed to travel, and, of course, connection uh, with quarantine, you know, quarantine. Because this is a very important argument during the whole season now. If you have to go in quarantine, like 10 10, uh, days in two weeks, so after an event, this can be a reason then to cancel the event. Otherwise, yeah. we are blocking the events after, you know, mm-hmm. on the road to Cortina. Because our highlight is uh, was Ski Championship in February. And we do need to race World Cup events before, for sure. If possible, also afterwards, yeah, till the finals. But the priority is the championship in February. Was it quite a tough decision for North America? Did those guys get it? Or were they frustrated that, that, that it had been cancelled? Or Absolutely, eh? a very big disappointment, you know, uh, because uh, <laughs> it was tough to make this call, you know. Again, internally, uh, you can imagine in, in Colorado, it's pretty pretty safe there. It's not New York there. And they had really good good uh, protocols, you know, safety yeah. concepts, hygienic concepts, so on. So everything fine. The biggest issue, again, was this traveling. And Canada was the same, you know with Alberta eh? and making this decision uh, was very tough. Of course, we always considered these two events as one block, you know, yeah, this was very important yeah. and also connected with this block, 
Uh, we all know that the teams are going there earlier for speed training uh, or in Canada or then also in, in Copper Mountain, you know. And this was also an important topic to consider also this training block before as one complete, uh, yes, uh, bubble moving then from side to side. Eh? Yeah. How can we control the teams, what they are doing before? Uh, during this state, this session, training session, uh, because nobody was testing there. Eh? And then for the events, we need to install uh, and prove uh, a strict concept. But before, everything was was open, you know. So this was also quite a bit of risk, you know. And they do understand then also. They did understand. And, and finally, we come to this decision. I think it was the only right decision, yeah. And uh, very disappointed, of course, because these are classical events, and, yeah. and, uh, and especially for the speed guys. So, and then uh, we had to start immediately to work with uh, with uh, let's say Val d'Isère because this was on the main side decide uh, where we need to uh, actually not to replace the event because we are not talking about replacement because then we worked on a completely new calendar. Eh? Yeah. So it's a new calendar with a new concept, new strategies, and so on. But uh, on the main side, it was Val d'Isère for speed, uh, the only the only venue where uh, we can be ready with snow and so, with having kind of snow guarantee. And on the women's side, then the Samoritz, you know? Yeah. So we started immediately to to meet these guys and, and prepare this, this uh, big challenge. It's a huge program there in Val d'Isère, especially with three weeks, uh, events there the ladies then uh, the third week and uh, yes this was actually uh, going on the whole summer with all the other organizers and uh, uh, lots of meetings meetings unfortunately yeah, unfortunately and now I hopefully we stop slowly to talk about the C19 protocols and so on that this become routine and we focus again on skiing on yeah. racing. Yeah. Okay, because yeah, yeah. everybody lost a little bit the concentration now. You know, we always uh, in the past talked about side events. How can we improve the quality of the event, technical uh, point of view, and also then, of course, for the ski festival, the side events, and so on. This is now completely gone, completely. You know, yeah. because everything was turning around protocols, hygienic concept. Uh, procedures and 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 you know yes it was important i think but now we have a concept it will be an ongoing process anyway because regulation will change in the next months so we always need to adapt you know yeah. uh now certain we have very strict concept i'm pretty sure that in in one month it's different you know yeah, yeah. there Obviously, everybody's hoping that the racing starts to take focus, like you were saying. With the, the testing side of things, though, is that something that FIS are implementing or is it down to the, the ski teams themselves to, to implement testing? No, it's like this. FIS started uh, to employ two experts, you know, this Rasmus Danskat from Denmark, uh, expert who worked already with cycling. Uh, and then also the medical committee, this working project group with uh, Dr. Hertra around. And then they worked uh, on guidelines, C19 guidelines. Uh, and then uh, you have to know that the final decision 
makes always the protocol of the health authorities, uh, depending which country we are. Okay, so the priority for the final decision is always based on the on the protocols of the organizing uh, nation. You know, yeah. and this yeah. can be slightly different from country to country. Okay. Yeah. They can be more strict, they can be less strict than the guidelines coming from fees. Okay. We are not imposing, we are guiding in this direction. Okay. This is a little bit uh, the process, you know. Testing, uh, yes, of course, now there is a little bit stress and some concerns, but testing, I'm 100% sure, will be easily solved, you know, easily solved because also with this fast, uh, fast test now, speed tests, or how they call it, speed test, I think, uh, it, uh, the result uh, will be there uh, within 20 minutes, you know, so it can be handled uh, very, very quickly. We have on the man side, for example, two, <clears throat> two moments where it's very tight with the new calendar, with the program. This is for the speed guys, uh, which are in Valisere and coming directly to Val Gardena. So there is not much time in between. But we have now had a couple of meetings the last week with the medical committee here, three doctors, and they have uh, really a lot of experience from, from, you know, the summer situation and so here in Italy, experts. And we will have a medical center in Val Gardena. And the plan is to prepare a timetable then um, uh, for Monday and Tuesday, the two arrival days. And uh, uh, yes, uh, come with a complete team there and give them the option to test on sites with the speed test. So it will be quite smooth, you know, yeah, quite smooth. Nice. This testing will, will work very well, you will see. This will become routine. And so, of course, we all know testing is not 100% the solution. It's important yeah. to test, but it will uh, not solve the problem. I think this year, the most important thing will be uh, really the self-discipline from each person yeah. moving moving on the tour, moving in this kind of bubble. Uh, we can never avoid, for sure, the risk, but we need to reduce. And how we can reduce is really with self-discipline. Uh, it's over to meet uh, uh, the coaches and service guys after a, uh, a ski race on the bar and have a nice beer. This is over. This yeah. cannot be accepted this year. And this must be uh, you know, explain to all the teams, to the racers also, what they do outside, you know, yeah. of the competition time when they go back home to families. And so they need to behave really uh, with responsibility and self-discipline. Huh? Because uh, we all know this virus is invisible and uh, you can have it without symptoms and, and then you spread it out. And yeah. uh, one thing is clear, if you are positive, it's like an out to goal eh? because you are two weeks in quarantine eh? yeah. and you are not racing. So very simple. Eh? Yeah. So especially, and, I guess, especially at those te at the World Cups where they'll be testing, you guys will be able to be strict on dates and stuff for the athletes. If any do, do test positive and the rest of the time, then it's going to be down to the individual teams to, to act responsibly. Exactly. Yeah. This is uh, the most important thing. Eh? The other topic, which I feel because we talked about uh, uh, testing will become a routine and so I don't see big issues. Uh, the other topic, which is, uh, let's say, not 100% uh, in our hands and under control, 
can be the travel restriction, you know, from country to country, from certain uh, teams to access to a certain country and so on. This can be a challenge for sure. Eh? And we don't know, we don't know exactly right now <laughs> uh, how this thing will develop, you know. Yeah. It, it can change, it can be more complicated, uh, yeah, like it can I be easier. Like a, gov a government could decide that they're closing the, you know, the Austrian and the Swiss border or whatever. For example, for yeah. example, and there are many, many possibilities, you know, and therefore we made this rule also. You probably have seen this rule, what we implemented now, because it's clear we have a mission this year and the mission is to deliver uh, World Cup events. Huh? Otherwise, really, uh, the system is collapsing, you know, uh, then it's very important it's very important that uh, we need uh, let's say with this rule what we implemented here uh, which says that at least seven nations are allowed to travel you know seven nations out of the top 10 nation of the nation cup need uh, to have uh, need to be uh, allowed to travel to the organizing nation country okay yeah. And this is the minimum request requirement that it's valid for a World Cup event right, where right. we award where we award uh, the World Cup points. This is very important. Okay, in case this is not possible, okay, that only six nations, for example, are allowed to travel due to travel restriction coming from the authorities, from ministry, and so on. Yeah. Then we need to go back to the task force group because FIS has installed a task force group with four council members. Our direct contact person is Michel Vion, you know, mm -hmm. president from France, yeah. council member. And we can decide and kind of overrule this rule. Huh? That's possible also that we can race with six nations. Okay. Huh? Not absolutely necessary uh, to have seven, huh? because priority is to race, you know, to, to, to go with the race, huh? to yeah. deliver. Uh, well, important also uh, the deadline when we make this decision, because this was then uh, uh, agreed also with the organizers, because they need to invest, they need to prepare the event. So we cannot wait till the last week before the event. Yeah. Otherwise, they spend a lot of money with investment, yeah. infrastructure, and then we cancel. So we define that this deadline is five weeks prior the arrival date okay which is the preliminary it's an existing deadline already preliminary uh, entry deadline okay for the teams so this day very important day crucial day these travel uh, options has to be given you know for at least seven teams then we confirm the event huh? the other point which is very very important also to consider is the quarantine okay because Again, our highlight is February championship, okay? And uh, on the road to Cortina, our must is to deliver World Cup events. But if we allow to travel to our site, to a venue, but afterwards we have to be in quarantine for 10 days or two weeks, and we are blocked, we cannot jump to the next event, then this is a reason to cancel this event. And we are not going to this event, you understand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this has also uh, to be discussed and then decided finally by this task force group. This can happen, you know, this can happen. Uh, of course, uh, I see 
there are option possibilities to get support from with the right connection from uh, the ministry, higher level, and so. And uh, this was also our request and, and recommendation to the council members that we need support in case we have this kind of travel restriction uh, that we can find special uh, permits, you know, yeah, for the teams. Yeah. Exactly, to have the right to travel because, uh, again, the mission was clear. We need to, we need to raise. Sounds, compli- sounds like complicated. No wonder it's taken all summer. Do you, do you anticipate the spectators being allowed on site this season or is it going to be closed doors, do you think? Was it- so it's not us, FIS, deciding if you have spectators crowd on site, but we discussed this topic uh, with uh, the organizer directly, but finally they have to decide based on the regulation from country yeah. to country. It's yeah. quite different, you know. Uh, um, in Sweden now, we go with uh, uh, limited spectators, which means maximum 200. Now it looks 200, 100, you know, because only special guest VIP sponsors. So not a normal normal crowd and so on. Yeah. In Italy, we have the right now at this moment, you know, with uh, doing outdoor events with thousand people. Huh? So possible that in Val Gardena, we are working with thousand spectators, of yeah. course, with distancing, you know, chairs, uh, seated, all marked, you know, with numbers and one chair free and so on with all these distances and the hygienic concept. Yeah. Not sure. The problem is the bigger, the bigger uh, classical sites like Kitzbühel, Wengen, uh, Schlattning, Adelboden, where we had big crowd, you know, 40, yeah, yeah. 40, 50,000. What's going on there? So the last the last version is that basically at this moment they plan to go without spectator eh? because uh, because the risk is very high you know also they are scared to invest in all this infrastructure to building up uh, grandstand and so on and then in the last moment Regulations are changing, and they are not allowed to send uh, yeah. to, to 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 access the people, the spectators, and then all this money is gone, you know, for the infrastructure. And this is a very high risk. So they prefer uh, they play safer. They go from the beginning on. They plan from the beginning on without. Yeah. Okay. And basically, this is at the moment a decision from all the venues, from all the organizing committees. Yeah. Sölden will be very, very strict, special regulation, uh, working on four zones, you know, really four bubbles, absolutely not crossing. You will see it will be really, really strict there. Only possible uh, in Sölden and also then in in Lech and Zürs for the parallel events, because actually the winter tourism did not start it. Okay, so we are completely isolated on the glacier. Bredenbach uh, Ferner Glacier is completely closed. So no spectators, uh, no tourists, no uh, customer and so on. This will change from Valizer on and yeah, some more. It's of course yeah. for, for the ones because the winter tourism is starting and we have to live together. Okay. We cannot say no. Also in the hotels in Sölden, we are completely isolated, you know, in, in separate hotels, each team. But then during the winter from Valizer on, we have also customer in our hotel of course we tried uh, to find solution with some 
different floors and uh, uh, you know uh, dinner in separate rooms and stuff like that you know but uh, people moving around of course also on the gondolas and so so we need to play with this uh, social distancing and and masks and so on you know but of course situation will change and during the season huh? yeah so you're still still going to have to be adaptable the whole the whole time and that's what this committee exactly. is all about flexibility so there are two keywords this year flexibility is one big word in all senses you know starting from the calendar on so the racer really have to be ready that we can change based on regulation changing you know from from authorities and so this is one thing and the other keyword is really this self-discipline i would say these are the two keywords for this upcoming season do you have um, backup results in terms of, you know, if France, for example, said that, you know, there's <clears> going to be a quarantine, does that mean, have you got like backup in Austria if Austria is able to allow people to race or is it a case of that weekend is Valgard, you know, Valgardena weekend and that's it, there's no backup? Mm-hmm. No, of course I have. I always have contingency plans and uh, of course in the very beginning of the season it's always quite tough because there are not many resorts with no guarantee. Eh? Yeah. So, you know, uh, first yeah. weekend, uh, uh, talking about the 5th and 6th December, there are non, not many resorts in the Alps where we can race. Eh? Therefore, uh, we went also to Valisea because this is normally the venue with the Criterium Premier Neige, like in the history, you know, back in the old days. So also three years ago, when we had to cancel due to lack of snow, the American tour, if you remember, we were there and it was yeah. a successful event. Yeah, but of course, we have contingency plans. Uh, normally, the procedure you know, the procedure is like adding events on already existing venues in the calendar. Mm-hmm. This is the normal procedure, but we have also additional events, uh, where we can, uh, yes, in case, uh, uh host, host, and and, and station, uh replacement events yeah but very important that this calendar we are never talking about replacement sites now it's not like Val d'Isere the replacement from Lake Louis now eh? this is a brand new calendar yeah. with a new concept okay here you have seen we have focused on the four core discipline yeah uh, we have a little bit less races uh, we not included the combine except on the world ski championship uh, we excluded also parallel events, except uh, Lech and Zürs, because it's in the beginning of the season. Yeah. And uh, whatever, uh, we also try to consider uh, to minimize the risk, uh, separating speed and tech guys, for example. Yeah. Uh, this was very important because otherwise, you know, they are completely two different groups yeah. and this can... Uh, this crossing, you know, uh, can just uh, increase the, the risk. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You see, for example, we kept the slalom, uh, both slalom in Bengen and in Kitzbühel. Eh? Why? Uh, this looks like we are not following the strategy. No, no. We discussed very long with the organizers how we can create these two bubbles also in that side. And then with additional costs, they were able, let's say in Bengen, uh, to accommodate all the slalom uh, teams in Grindelwald and Interlaken down 
okay? They never uh, come together with the speed guys, okay, which are finished then on Saturday. And the, the tech guys are coming up with a special train only Sunday morning before the race, okay? Right. So they will never cross, okay, with the speed guys. Uh, and this was important because I think we have to be a little bit scared and clever, also smart, that you can imagine slalom team, completely different group with speed guys. If we have an infection in one group, so we can at least go on with the other group. Eh? So we are not blocking each each uh, uh, each other. Yeah, us, you know, yeah. us in, in in this way. And in Kisbil the same. Yeah, we we were able to to keep the slalom. Ganslahan, you know, is completely separate slope, and all the slalom guys are accommodated in Kirchberg. Okay, so they are never crossing with the speed guys. Then I get a question, you know, from a journalist the other week. But is it is a Pinturo allowed to race in Kitzbühel the Super G and then Sunday also the slalom? Of course. Yeah? So use your your yeah. brain a little bit, you know. Yeah. Of course, there are a few guys which are, of course, jumping from the speed tour to the tech tour. And uh, this is allowed, yeah. Of course, always with uh, with certain procedure, with testing, and and then uh, yes, this this self discipline, what we said, yeah. But we cannot avoid, you know, this this risk. But we can, of course, try to minimize. This is, yeah. I think, our our goal this year. You know, obviously, with less stops on the tour and and stuff like that has. Prize money been affected in terms of the stuff that Fizz has been able to to bring in? No, actually, uh, one very important topic, and I'm I'm very happy for that. We could present this calendar, this new calendar, to the council, okay, to the task force group, and uh, this was uh, discussed, of course, in advance with all the stake stakeholders, National Ski Association, organizing committees, but uh, very important with the TV right holders, okay. And because this was the fear that they are not capable to pay the same amount for the commercial rights, TV rights, same as in the last year, because this worldwide economic crisis and so on, you know. Finally, last year, it was a successful season, except then that we stopped uh, right before the finals. But basically, the machine was working well last year, and uh, we had kind of, kind of, uh, uh, yes, positive season yeah. and thanks to that we could confirm together an agreement with all the TV right holders uh, to keep the same the same contracts and this is very important this was the base to propose such a calendar because can you imagine middle of middle of summer I was uh, yeah scared that might be the case that some organizers are jumping out they cannot afford yeah. because you can imagine Oh, yeah. This year, the, the tough job is for the organizer, especially because they have less income, no ticketing, okay, and additional costs due to these uh, uh, requirements, C19 regulation, and so on. And this, we are talking about up to 30% more additional costs, okay. And uh, this is tough for the organizer, you know, very tough. Price money, you talked about the price money. Uh, yes. We tried uh, to yes discuss if it's possible to reduce it, to give a signal like they did in soccer and so. Yeah. 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 But finally, the council was not in favor. 
and uh, we kept the prize money the same, you know, because, uh, you know, we always said we don't want to reduce costs. Uh, yes, if possibly we should reduce costs in terms of traveling, you know, do a calendar where we reduce the cost. You see, we are not flying to North America. This was also a reason eh, to reduce the cost because this trip costs a lot of money to the teams. Yeah? But we are not talking reducing the cost in terms of moving the problem from one stakeholder to the other one. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I cut the accommodation money, for example, on the organizing side and I move it to the teams. It's not solved. It's just moved the problem. It's, it's problem. still yeah. there. Problem. You understand? Yeah, yeah. So we have to be, be, you know, pay attention that we are not creating, yes, a problem on the other side. Yeah. You understand? Yeah. What we said, because we have no spectators, we will not, you know, they talk about ghost, ghost races. No, I don't like this word, yeah, ghost, because there are no ghosts around, you know. Yeah. In Europa Cup, we have also uh, ski races, but it never talked about ghost events, this negative. Yeah? We talk about ski racing without spectators. It's nicer, you know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sounds better. <laughs> yeah. No, no, here in Germany and, and in, in, in Austria, they talk about these ghost events. So it's not a ghost event, you know. It's, <laughs> without racers, okay, and without uh, spectators. And uh, I said, uh, okay, we need to really focus on the sport uh, side now, on the racer, okay, because the focus will be 100% on the performance technique. So everything which was in the field of play, starting from the safety, course preparation, uh, TV setup, camera, okay, uh, timing, graphics, and so on, has to be the same quality as in the past. We will not save one penny on that because this will be a TV product, okay? Not a show on site, not a ski festival. We will have no side events, you know, starting from team cap meeting. will be physically, yes, but only for one head coach per team. All the rest is on streaming, you know, online. And then... No side events like public draw, uh, awards, you know, nothing. will be just uh, very easy, like soft it. award in the finish, and then bye-bye, you know. But within the field of play, it has to be super perfect because yeah. it's a TV event, okay? So this must be clear. Exactly, yeah. I mean, especially when you're pushing more people onto the TV because obviously they can't be there, so the product has to look exactly. polished as, exactly. as it ever exactly. has. Of course, you know, they ask me, uh, what do you think? Is Kidspeed possible to uh, do the race? Uh, uh, imagine the race without spectators, Schlatting, WhatsApp, say, of course it's possible. Watch what they do in soccer, Champions League final. There's not one uh, spectator watching. This uh, is like a funeral, you know? Yeah. It's even tougher for soccer if you watch. Eh? Yeah. It's strange, you know? But skiing, of course, I can imagine. And we have to get used to that because Formula One, the race without spectators and tennis in Roland Garros and the US Open, they play without spectators. So we have to get used also racing but in in Sölden and in Kidsville and also in Schladming without spectators. Important is that we race. Yeah. That we race that the competitor can earn some money. Uh, this is important because this is their job and uh, showing absolutely flexibility because program can change very quickly 
This is depending, as we said before, uh, new regulation, changing travel restriction. Therefore, we need to be very flexible, I think. Um, on a slightly less corona-related topic, fluoro wax has obviously been banned. From- <laughs> how, how does, how is, you know, another headache of uh, trying to put that in place how's how's that operating this year how does the testing work for skis and yeah, this was decided you know from the council but uh, then uh, they had to develop first a, a device a tracker you know uh, to make sure to, to control you know to yeah, control yeah. on the skis with all the concerns coming from the ski industry side and so big nervous nervous teams around and, and uh, we have many meetings also with these guys uh i'm not telling you what will be decided but it's very simple for me uh, you cannot implement a speed limit on the highway and you have no radar to control mm-hmm. very simple eh? so uh the council will decide on thursday yeah Thursday they have council meeting and this this uh, topic is now on the agenda of the council. They make a decision on on this Friday, yeah. yeah. If they want to keep this rule uh, already for this season or if they postpone to next season, uh, this is the point. Council will decide. Yeah? Yeah. But I see, I see, there is no way yeah? because because this striker is not ready and. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because first you need to. Yeah, especially for for the speed guys. If the if absolutely because obviously mm-hmm. if if there's if you're not allowed any trace of it, then obviously speed skis need to be mm-hmm. waxed in with different stuff. You end up throwing away faces. Yeah, exactly. And if they haven't and, had a chance yet, then it's going to be tricky for them to be ready. Actually, the tracker they're working. There's a, a laboratory in Germany, you know, Karlsruhe, with some engineers, and they they are ready with the track what I understood huh? but it, it's detecting the floor but it's not accurate you know and we are working on tolerances here so we have to uh, fix first a, a kind of tolerance because every floor you know has, every uh, ski has some little floor in you know you know that they produce it already with that. so we need first to, to define a c- certain uh, number how yeah. mu- exactly how much how much um, uh margin you can have you know this uh uh yes this this uh, yeah. tolerance you know this tolerance but then in this case the the device has to be very accurate otherwise we cannot make any decision you know but let's wait till friday then we know more but i think it will go in this direction because eh? the problem was coming actually from the cross country sides you know countryside from the Norwegians, you know. Will that decision affect across all the FIS disciplines or is it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, all, all. Snowboard, uh, also jumping. Yeah, yeah. Everyone. So, no, no, it's complicated, but it would make sense uh, first to have a, a device which yeah, is, I, guess, uh, I guess there's been other priorities for, for this coming winter. No, exactly. But but this is what's very important, eh? because this can lead you in a disqualification, you know. Yeah. Can you imagine on the speed side stuff, you know? Yeah. And therefore, we have to be very, very clear eh, what we are doing here. Eh? But 
let's wait, then we know more in the next days. Yeah, because also then the technicians need access to it away from World Cup so they can prepare and obviously make sure that they're when they turn up at World Cup, they know exactly what they're putting on their racers' feet, right? Correct, 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 yes. Yeah. Sounds like uh, more, more headaches for Fizz. <laughs> but um, on, a, on, a, on a more positive note, for your, your day-to-day role as the director of the Men's World Cup, what does that entail in a normal um, race weekend or a normal race series? Normally, what's what's uh, my yeah. duties? What you mean? Yeah. What? How, how does your how does your because um, obviously we only see it on the Saturday and Sunday when it's race time. But what what does your prep look like? When do you turn up to resort? What are your jobs when you get? Well, I I have uh, two colleagues, one on the speed side, Hannes Trinke, you know, uh, race director, and then Manu Kuder on the tech side, you know. So uh, sometimes calendar is so tight. When I am on the speed side, you know, uh, Manu is already on the tech side preparing with the organizing committee. I show up in the very last moment, you know. Example, uh, Val Gardena, Saturday downhill. I jump in the helicopter after the race and fly to Alta Badia um, because the day after is already uh, the GS, you know. Yeah. But yeah. Manu is preparing everything there. And sometimes it's so tight that I cannot show up so much before. Eh? Therefore, it's very important that we build it up a certain way to prepare uh, the hill or the event with the organizing committee. And this is, you know, a, a very close work with the experts on site. And then, of course, we are doing the final, the final preparation. Then, you know, the finish, the finish. We jump in in difficult situation and so. Uh, Normally, if I have a bit time, then I show up two days, let's say, before the first training, you know, in, in speed events. Then I can, uh, okay, also uh, give my support and, and uh, yeah, trying to find the best solution based always on the situation what we have. You know, there are many, many topics, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. But basically, you know, the Club 5, the classical events, they are so good now, you know, because we build it up really high quality in the years and they're really good you know really top class it's just important when it's getting tough you know with weather challenges especially you have seen in the past years that there then we have uh, prepared some contingency plans together what are we doing if are we switching yes no uh, is the insurance covering or not you yeah. know because yeah. the biggest issue now the biggest challenge it's the weather, you know. You have seen in the last years, uh, the weather is getting tougher and tougher, you know, with this climate change. And and here you need to have a clear procedure in making the decision, you know, deadlines. And, and uh, yes, uh, anyway, even if the weather is crazy warm or heavy snow with rain and everything, trying to find solution to deliver. Because the worst thing is to cancel. Mm-hmm. Canceling an event, uh, it costs, uh, yes, uh, a lot of money uh, to the organizer. And, uh, you know, you can, you can cancel twice, but then third time you're not surviving, you know. Yeah. Because yeah. insurance is not paying 
is, you know, they are not insurance. For example, now with this pandemic, they are not uh, making any insurances on this pandemic, you know? Right. They are, they are sure that uh, uh, insurances are working now only uh, cancellation of force majeure, you know, the weather and so, uh, not against pandemic, you know? Uh, so this was yeah. tough for Cotina last year, for example. They lost huge amount of money, yeah. you know? Yeah. And uh, yes, uh, this happens once or maximum twice and you are not surviving eh? mm -hmm. because you have a deficit, a financial deficit, what, what you are never uh, recovering from that, you know. So, well, my role is then uh, during the event, uh, the referee, you know, eh? I'm the referee of the, I'm leading the, the race, you know. And also there, if it's nice uh, weather, sunny, cold, hard slope, uh, it's fun to watch, yeah, uh, good flow. Uh, if it's uh, foggy, you know, sometimes on the edge, yeah. then it's getting tough because we have to push through sometimes some events because cancelling, you know, exactly, tough. So we are in between, let's say. Uh, from one side, we get a lot of pressure from the organizers, Make it, make it. Yeah. The other side, we are moving on the limit. Yeah. Fog, slope is suffering, soft, breaking, yeah. <laughs> push it, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then uh, you are in the between and you need to have this, this kind of feeling to understand how far I can go, that it's not dangerous because the safety is always the priority. Yeah. Uh, how far can I go still to accept certain yes risk yeah? yeah and this is this is actually the most difficult uh, most difficult uh, job you know because many times we we move we move uh, really on the limit you know also <laughs> you never forget couple of tough moments and races, you know, the the downhill championship in Ore, for example, with the snowfall, you know, increasing, increasing, increasing. If you would do snow uh, 10 minutes uh, like a hell before we started, we would not start. But once we started, we had no chance to stop. So yeah. we were in, you know, there was uh, like a loop, uh, no return, you yeah. know. <laughs> you were You're in. Hot committed. Exactly. Uh -huh. Or... Kidsbill, you know, four or five years ago when we had crashes like crazy, you know, slope was still good, but uh, the line uh, was not the same line as in training. But if you want to win, then the top stars try to risk in this section on aspect traverse, and we had the crashes and we went on and then we stopped by Bip 30. You see, these are tough moments. Huh? And here you move really on the edge. And uh, yes, you need... You need uh, a good setup on the slope because, you know, I have a little monitor, yes, but I need good person uh, so trust, uh, all yes. over the track because yeah. I need to make a decision, but based on the information I get uh, because I don't see what's happening there. Uh. Mm. So it's always a teamwork. Uh. You need a good team, trust, you know, everything is based on trust and therefore you build these teams up in the years you know? and now we have really good guys everywhere all over the world you know but it's tough you know it's tough it's still based on feeling you know it's not mathematics yeah? yeah because it's not like till here we can go and then 
not not anymore. Yes, yeah, always opinion. You know, opinion. It's not. It's, yeah, that's the nature. That's mother nature. Yeah. <laughs> that's and then we, we talk about, you know, after some events, you you can hear the voice uh, screaming and and complaining. Ah, oh, this was not fair, my friends. This sport is never fair. <laughs> if you have number one, Tell me about it. then you have a different slope in slalom than with number two and number three. So this is never fair. So you need to play with that, accept this. And, you know, during the season, you have a kind of balance, you know, finally. But of course, uh, the pressure from the racer, from the organizer, from the TV side, and we are in the middle. Yeah. Sometimes it's getting heavy, you know. So this is directions. exactly. Yeah. So this is a little bit my job, eh? my role. <laughs> Maybe you don't see it from outside, but I'm like under an avalanche sometimes, you know. <laughs> getting attacked on all fronts. Do you have much to do with the athletes and coaches when you're on the hill, or is it all just the organizers that you end up dealing with? No, 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 no. Of course, we have athletes representative. You yeah. know, they yeah. are coming to us. Uh, we have every race a different uh, athlete, you know, as a speaker. And if there are some requests, uh, uh, problems, questions, they are coming to us. You know, we try to uh, establish a system, you know, because at the beginning, everyone come to us. And then, of course, this is also uh, sometimes a personal interest from some, you know, exactly, you know, a jump too big. So uh, Griechmeier wants this jump and Paris because they like it. And then they always come in and say, are you crazy? Or yeah. it's because you have a problem on the knees. Yeah, you see, yeah. and you smooth, you smooth the jump down. And then, and then uh, the other guy uh, are pissed off and say, what the f*** is this? A pussycat yeah. down here now. Yeah. Are you crazy? Because of fights, you're smoothing down. So you have to pay really attention, you know? Yeah. So we said, it's always like, one guy have to collect all the opinions and come with with a fair neutral request otherwise we don't react yeah yeah and, not, and with not the coaches on, the same yeah. and not on social media that there's shadows no, no 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 this is the next thing you know uh have to pay attention you know this generation of race so they are a little bit too much on the social because with this social uh you can you can really create some issues you know some problems because it's getting so fast spreading out you know and sometimes not good for the sport eh? sometimes there are no you know reacting uh, with emotion right after the race no, you so know so. and this is never good you know the interviews or writing uh, quickly when you have emotion then most of the time is negative but then this negativity is not good for our sport because our spectator, they should, should see, okay, there were some problems, but uh, don't destroy the product, you know, yeah. for that, you know, you have to, you have to accept the mother nature many times. Hey, it was windy, unfair. Yeah, I got wind. Then we go indoor, indoor yeah. events. We go <laughs> play the basket, there's no wind, you know, many times wind, special, you know, or fog moving. Huh? Very unlucky, you know, and here you have to accept this. Otherwise, you you don't have to start. Yeah, it's up to you to start. I'm not pushing you to start. If we keep on going and don't stop to start, then we feel all over the track good enough to go. Huh? Of course, as I mentioned before, sometimes it's on the edge, 
hits on the edge, and this is then the tough moments. But if we go, means we go. Huh? It's it's not it's not uh, that we we force you to start. Huh? You make an, an athlete declaration, and uh, you're responsible. Also, take your own responsibility. You know, as long as you as long as it's deemed safe, then then the rest of it's down to the athlete and coaches. Exactly, but also this this safe. You know, this word safe. It's it's very complex and it's very big word. You know, yeah. what safe? Is the track safe or it's your run safe, your behavior? Sometimes you have to adapt your run, your technique to some condition, you know? If, if the course is changing, you know, the condition are changing, I cannot ski like uh, with number one uh, if I have number 20, you know? And maybe I have to choose different lines because uh, it's my ideal line, but I cannot go this line. So if I try to go uh, really the the wall line how we call it you know then probably the risk is high that i crash and then they say ah it's not safe it was not safe uh, depending uh, how you how you adapt at the conditions so it's always kind of interpretation you know <laughs> oh, yeah absolutely but at the end of the day and especially at the end of the season i think it's not like lucky or unlucky maybe in some few events you know but basically generally the best are always winning you know <laughs> the best are in front if it's warm or cold or wind or fog end of the day you see always the good guys in front you know yeah it averages itself out and it tends to still be the best guy that wins right it's not often that that exactly. doesn't Hopefully this can help you a little bit. Absolutely. Really interesting. We've had loads of questions about what the plan is, you know, what it has to be relatively close to the start of the season because like we talked about already, it has to be adaptable and all that sort of stuff. So it's just really interesting to work out how it should look and and the bits that are in place that can be in place for when it's Mm -hmm. this crazy. I mean, I've spoken lots of coaches already over over the summer and they're training just as hard as they've ever trained. Yeah, maybe they're not in South America or New Zealand or whatever, like they would like, you know, they would normally be, but they're still out in Sasfe, they're still out in Zermatt, they're still in Dubai, training, 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 getting ready for, you know, skiing, still skiing. No, no, it's good, no. And, you know, again, uh, we presented this calendar, of course, you have seen, we made quite a bit the double events, you know, two GSs in Val d'Isere, two slalom in Chamonix, you know, two GSs in 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 uh, Adelboden and so, two in Bansko, you know, if we go to Bulgaria. But uh, we tried, it will be heavy, you know, it will be heavy from a physical point of view, for sure. I talked with the boys and so, but this was the only way, first to reduce cost, to make it as easy as possible to access the venue, you know, with testing and all this. This is just, uh, we observed other other sport events, you know, in Formula One and so what they did, uh, yeah. MotoGP, and we go a little bit in this direction. I know slalom guys are starting with the first race in Alta Badia this year, uh, middle of December, late, and then we have a brutal block <laughs> in January, heavy. And Daniel, you said to me, are you crazy or what? You want to destroy us? And we'll say, Daniel, this is what I can present you. If you don't feel well, just uh, skip one. Skip one. Yeah. You don't have to race all. Yes, but this is the only way to make it as easy as possible with accessing and so. No, no, I understand. I understand. Yes. Look, also, also the cyclists now, you know, they finished 
they finished the Tour de France and now they, they jump to the later. championship. Yeah. Uh, championship and then Giro d'Italia and Liege yeah. uh, Baston Liege. So it's full program because they have to recover, you know, and replace from the spring events. And here it's a little bit the same. It's very compact, you know. And uh, yes, they understood now. They're yeah, I mean, painful. You, you have to take advantage of when you're in a place to run multiple events because the risk is mo- the risk is moving. Once you're there, yes. you're there. Exactly, exactly, exactly. And who knows? Uh, might be the case. Nobody can predict here. Eh? It's so uncertain what's happening. Uh, possible that we have to cancel a couple of events, and then immediately also this 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 balance because some uh, Austrian, you know, said. <laughs> president, I said, oh, the calendar is, is uh, not in balance with speed and tech. It was never in balance. Never but <laughs> if, you, if you want to win the overall, my friend, I said, then you need anyway to race at minimum at least three events. You yeah. know, Kilde showed it last yeah, year. Kilde nearly did four, it. Yeah. Four in high performance, you know. So, uh, Matthias Meyer is not ready to win the overall because he's not that good in GS, you know. And uh, no, 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 not, not because of that. I say, oh, of course, because of that. Therefore, you are complaining. But uh, we try to do our best with the calendar. Important that this confirmed financially, you know, from this perspective, this was the most important thing, you know. And then we see... It will be an ongoing process, you know. Then we see how things will develop and and how far we can go. Eh? The combined events will be back in in a non-COVID season, right? Up Tendency in- not. <laughs> yeah. Tendency not. But we will decide after the season. This was the plan with uh, this uh, council sport uh, working group, you know. Because the figures are not good, you know, the figures are not good. There are a few guys and performance is not good. Uh, TV right holders are not paying. And it's an old discipline, but uh, it's not, it's it's not, not working. It's yeah, not, it's not working. Taken off no. the way that they'd hope. No, no, it's yeah. not exciting. And also with this adoption of the rule last year with the starting... Uh, uh, format of the second run, you know, yeah. based on the ranking of the first run. Okay, speed guys were a little bit advantaged, you know. Uh, they, they showed and they used also the, the disadvantage, but it did not make it more exciting, you know. Yeah. I think it, ma- it made it an opportunity for the speed guys to win, which I think they probably didn't really have in the old format. But actually, exactly. Exactly. It, didn't, it didn't make the event more exciting. It just meant that the race was decided pretty pretty early on so you still had your hour to fill of, of exactly of stuff that wasn't actually as interesting mm-hmm. exactly. is that where is yeah. that where all the parallel events are trying to fit in, in terms of growing the audience the parallel event uh, we ho- harmonized now the rule you know we are not talking about pgs or psl anymore we talk about parallel events it's uh, on the program of the championship not in the olympic games in china they are not uh, we have this uh, format now that everyone has to go in the qualification, you know, and then only top 16 are going in a run-rerun format yeah. due to fairness, because this was the biggest complaint by by the racers, you know. Corset will be in between 16 and 20 meters, so racing with GS gear and skis, okay, mm-hmm. 
this was also request coming from the competitors, control the speed a little bit because of the safety, you know, concern is the safety, of course. The potential crash from one racer into the other one is always there, absolutely. We cannot avoid this. But trying with this different course and control the speed a little bit and yes, reducing the risk, you know. Parallel, we can discuss a lot, you know. Uh, good, not good. Some guys, uh, they like it. The young generation you have seen, they react very positively, also on the ladies' side. And so some stars, they are a little bit complaining, you know, also because they are not so good, you know. Yeah. Henrik yeah. is not so fast. He cannot start and uh, Pinturo also. And uh, they were nervous last year for every point they, they lose and then they complain, you know. Uh, Parallel is, uh, I think, a good event to promote our sport in certain moment. Uh, we give a globe, we yeah. give a globe, you know, otherwise the value is not there. We give a medal on the championship, otherwise the value is not there. Uh, they always complain it's not correct to give 100 points uh, to a parallel uh, in Alta Badia and oh, no. the day before for GS also 100 points. This is not in balance, you know, but we need to give the value. It's the same price money and so on. Eh? It's a mix between a, a show and sport event, you know. Yeah. It's I think, a mix. I, like, I, I think they're really good. I think it opens ski racing up to new people and I think it's it's fun. It's exciting. You know, the, the, the right. tiny margins are, yeah. are really good. It's, it yeah. makes great TV. It's good sport. Yeah. Absolutely. Just, uh, I, I fully agree. I fully agree. But, you know, some stars, they are not so good in this event. And then, you know, they, they are ready with some critics always. But they are not obliged to start. I always say that. If you don't like it, you don't go. Right? Well, it's, a, it's another discipline, right? It's not so... You have to train at Correct. it. It's not Correct. you're not supposed to if you can ski GS mm -hmm. win a parallel because it's not the same. Uh, you need to be a good starter, you know, with the starting gate, and you need to uh, ski uh, under the stress, you the know, pressure, yeah. watching okay. to the other yeah, side. Just, yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, no, no, it's it's complex the story, huh? Oh yeah, yeah. But uh, let's see, let's see. No, I think it's what the future is telling us. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I hope they stay. I hope they stay, but we'll see. All right, Marcus, I won't keep you any longer. Thank you for your time. Pleasure. Pleasure. Welcome. I really Welcome. appreciate it. And good mm -hmm. luck for the rest of the winter. Thank you, my friend. <laughs> I think we need this. Huh? We need this. Huh? Yeah, huh? absolutely. You need to be a little bit lucky also. Huh? <laughs> so there you have it. An action-packed episode that's hopefully answered uh all your questions about the upcoming season, about how everything should shape up and what we can expect from the next six months or so. Until Solden, goodbye for now.